0: This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Audible. If you're listening to this podcast right now, then I'm going to assume that you would also enjoy listening to audiobooks. Whether you're interested in business, history, comedy, science fiction, or romance, Audible has thousands of titles for you to choose from. We want you to try out Audible for free, so if you head to our link, you'll get a 30-day free trial and a free book. So, go to audibletrial.com slash local hustlers podcast to redeem your trial today. Again, that's audible, A U D I B L E, trial.com slash local hustlers podcast.
1: You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast your go-to source for connecting with small businesses and entrepreneurs in the East Valley. Get ready to be inspired by local entrepreneurs as they share their stories, mindset, best tips, and advice. And now, your co-hosts, Dallin and Eric Huso. All
0: right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers podcast. This week, we're super excited to be here with Brian Gregory of Edmanity. I said it right, right? You did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. How's it going, Brian? Doing great,
1: Dallin. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Eric, nice yeah, to meet you. Grateful to have you here.
0: Yeah. Super, super excited to uh, get into Admanity, talk about you know what it is, how it can be beneficial to all of our listeners. Uh, why don't we take a few minutes first off and just give us a little background on your life.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm. Uh, uh, I guess you could say I've been an entrepreneur all my life since I was 20 years old. I've probably never held or been able to hold a job. Either by, uh, <laughs> by my own Unemployed. design or someone else's. <laughs> and uh, I'm just destined to always start uh, cool new businesses. I'm always attracted to something different yeah. that hasn't been done before. So the I guess the most pertinent thing that I've done in the last 20 years is advertising. I've owned several magazines, newspaper type products in the market and had to meet with thousands of local businesses personally. Yeah, uh, Remember the days when we could go meet with people personally and mm, didn't have to ask first. That was the golden era for me. And I learned so much about advertising and marketing through the sales of the magazines, the advertising, had an agency, wrote a book, uh, done all of that, public speaking, you name it. Um, But the one thing I, I feel I'm an expert on is how emotions market a company or a brand, what small businesses can do to equip themselves with the same tactics, formulas, and strategies that the big brands have. And I learned all that because I met with all these small businesses mm-hmm. and they kept saying this, they had the same problems. They would mess up their ads one after the other. Yeah. They didn't know why the ads didn't work. They just knew the ads weren't working. Yeah, when, If the ad did work, they didn't know why it was working, but they were just winging it, you know, because that's what small businesses do. And no one showed them the better way. So what would we expect them to do? They were just trying their best like anybody else. And um, I found that when I could help them, and get them uh, focused on what really works, not what they think works, but what really works, they would do a lot better, and they would love their advertising, and they would do more advertising. And I couldn't help everybody that way because that's a lot of coaching. So that's what led me to create the Ad Protocol, an online system that will analyze any brand in five minutes and tell them exactly what to do.
0: Cool. Well, we will definitely jump into that and, and how you got started with that. Um, tell us a bit more about some of your previous jobs or businesses that you owned. Um, you said a couple of things specifically in advertising. Do you want to take a, take a few minutes? Tell us about specifically what, what a couple of things that you did and then kind of how, how they ended as well.
1: We, uh, well, yeah, we, um, I had a, a weekly magazine. I of, of, was hired to create a monthly magazine here in town um, and by another publishing group. And uh, both ended up uh, fine, you know, uh, the, the, the weekly magazine ended up being one of the larger weeklies in the United States. Uh, I lucked into that, didn't plan on owning a magazine. I did not want to be a publisher. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was not my goal. Yeah. Uh, I did a business deal and the, and the magazine kind of came with it I, and I didn't really want it. I, I tried to include it in the business deal, but nobody else wanted it. So I got stuck with a magazine that had no revenues, which is not a good thing for really? a magazine. <laughs> by the way. And so I had to learn how to sell ads like fast, right? And, and I didn't know anything about selling ads. I didn't know anything about magazines. And uh, I learned the hard way uh, how to do it by just trying to sell what I thought they'd want to buy. And, and, and I learned that they, they if they said no to me, it wasn't because the price was too high. I thought the price was too high. I'd always just lower the price till they said yes, which I don't recommend anybody do. But that's what I did because I didn't know any better. And I found out why they're really afraid of the advertising is they don't understand it. And they don't want to waste too much money on something they don't really get. Mm-hmm. So they're a little gun shy when it comes to buying ads out there. And um, that's why I started to help, help them. You know, I've had limousine companies. I've had, um, uh, gosh, I've done so many crazy things from insurance uh, to, um, you know, investment company to you know, all kinds of things. And, but nothing has given me more freedom, I think, to be creative than the advertising. Because once you start to understand what really works, um, you start to look at ads differently. You look yeah. at commercials differently. Right. All of a sudden, it's kind of fun. Oh, I see what they're doing. Uh-huh. You know, and, and I never noticed that before. Right. And I thought it was just a dumb commercial. Well, it's not just a dumb commercial. They're making billions of dollars. They're and doing something right. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? There's a reason Geico is screaming to the top of the car insurance industry and they're showing us pigs and lizards. Uh, It doesn't make any sense, but it makes beautiful sense once you understand what they're really trying to do with their ads. And um, so I love advertising because it's so creative and it's so uh, the upside potential is unlimited. If you hit a great ad, you can literally make a billion dollars. And we can even share some examples of brands who've done that. And you can tell when the brand hits their good ad, their sales are here going flat, okay? Flat line, then here comes the ad, and then all of a sudden straight up. You know it's the ad. You know that the ad campaign is what's doing it because the product didn't change at all. And almost every small business is gonna be like that. They're not gonna have the ability to just change their product you know, on the fly all mm-hmm. the time, try new things, just reinvent themselves. What they need to do is find the ad that sells what they have, reinvent that, but try not. But if you if you run an ad and you say, "Oh, it doesn't work," well, maybe that ad doesn't work. It doesn't mean your brand is bad. It doesn't mean your product is bad. Reinvent the ad. It's a lot cheaper, tons <laughs> cheaper, than trying to reinvent your business every time the ad fails. That's a really a good of, point. A lot of people try it. You know, and I, I I used to watch them do it, and I was I welcomed every ad dollar that came my way, but I I hated it when I got ads that I knew were were bad because I'm obligated to put them in the magazine, but I know they're not very good. So I know the, and you know, I don't have time to coach everybody. So, you know, hopefully it works, but you know, if it doesn't, I knew they were gonna call me in a few months and say, hey, I'm canceling, I'm not getting anything. And everybody's had that happen to them. Ever run an ad where it just didn't work. And you can't, you don't really know why, but you know, it doesn't work. And you just, you have nothing else to do but cancel it. And And you just never figure it out. Yeah. So that's how I got kind of cut my teeth in this business. And um, my mission is to help the small business guys so they don't waste 90% of what they're spending out there.
0: I wanted to touch on something you said. Why is that that when a product doesn't sell our first thought and reaction is that our product is bad or our service is bad and not maybe we're just not advertising it correctly because I think all business owners are guilty of that when they're not getting the sales they want to see they feel like they're doing something wrong with their product or the service they have and they either give up or change it completely why don't we think more about you know maybe I'm just not advertising it correctly
1: that's a great question I wish more people would ask that question (laughs) you've never been educated to think that way and that's Mm -hmm. the problem Small businesses think, okay, the ad's due next week. I'm going to call my graphics guy. I'm going to whip up an ad, let's say. And I'm just going to put in there what I put in all my other ads, all my selling points, bragging points. Here's an award I won. Here's a picture of my dog. And make the logo real big, <laughs> right? And, and they don't know any better, so they just they just put it all in there. Put everything in this ad, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fill this ad up. And uh, the, the, the customer, the, the viewer of it, Um, It has an attention span of that, that quick, not going to sit there and read this, this book report on your business, especially when the book reports all about you, (laughs) right? It's not about me. I I don't even care. Uh Right. And so the small business people are not trained to know how to look at an ad and say, why didn't that work? Oh, here's the reason. These emotions were not present in this ad. This ad had no ability to pull somebody in It's filled with facts. Facts are boring. Uh, statistics are dull. Um, you know, it very, very rarely is a fact worth getting emotional over. Um, most facts are just dull. And so most ads are dull because they're filled with facts about the brand and nobody buys. And so the business owner says, oh, no one bought. Must have been a, uh, maybe there's something wrong with my company. There's something wrong with this magazine I bought. Uh, you know, I hate the sales rep. I hate his family. I hate everybody, you know, that sold <laughs> me this ad. You know, it, it couldn't be my fault. Right it could never be my fault i created this mess uh or my graphics person tried and they don't know you know they didn't go to ad school yeah you know they're they're just doing their best so you got to get away from the i did my best and i quit to i i know exactly what to put in this ad because this is what always works Mm -hmm. and that's what we teach love it
0: um you talked about how most people most business owners just don't don't know any better they never learned how to advertise correctly and you've been able to to work with business owners over the years and see that they're doing things wrong where did you get that education or the understanding of how to, to advertise correctly uh,
1: i made it a passion because normally i didn't even get into the ad business to be in this game right um, so I wasn't it like it was my life's uh, mission to to learn everything about advertising uh-huh. it was really more self-preservation hey i'm losing customers because they don't know how to advertise. Their ads are coming and going and I'm filling this leaky bucket of a magazine. I'm tired Hmm. of having to do more work. This is a lot of work. It's not easy. And um, so I thought I'll save them and that will save me. Hmm. But I first had to learn what would save them. Yeah. Uh, And that's what led me into, um, I thought I'd write a pamphlet. The pamphlet turned into a book. The book took three years to write because it just kept going farther down the rabbit hole of what really works and why. So what I did is, the long story short, is I studied ads that uh, were run by large companies, the kind of ads you've seen on TV or in big magazines. Yeah. Studied them. And I said, okay, that thing worked. That was that. And you read a little bit on the line, you can see just how well they worked. And especially when you, when you got a company that had nothing going on before. So it wasn't like this was a, Um, everyone loves the brand so much that the ads are second. It doesn't really matter what kind of ad they run. Mm -hmm. No, it's just the opposite. Nobody was liking the brand and all of a sudden they loved it. Why? What's in this ad? And you peel apart the layers of the onion and you get down to the caveman level where there's just a couple of emotions in this ad. You look at the emotions and you write it down. Okay, this emotion was there and this emotion was there. And you look at a thousand ads and all of a sudden the same emotions start recurring. And you notice a pattern. Hey, this one just keeps coming back. They use this one all the time, right? Write that one down. That's one of the. That's one. that's got to be a keeper, right? So at the end of the day, I came up with 15 emotions that are used that have sold everything on the planet Earth. And that's what I wrote my book about. And so if you want to know what those 15 emotions are, you can either buy my book uh, or you can just get your Ad Manity report report and, and analyze your own company. We'll mm-hmm. fully explain all 15 to you. Uh, especially the one that you're going to align with. You're, each company aligns with one of them, super close. Yeah. But the other fourteen are very uh, uh, helpful. Yeah.
2: They're like assisting.
1: Okay. Uh, the, 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 so yeah, I just I studied. I made it a passion to do it because there is no college course, there is no seminar, there is no book on the subject that I could find. Uh, and then if you want to do it, you an, created it. Yeah. Well, now now <laughs> there is. Yeah. It took that took four more years. So this is seven year. Uh, process to go from what a cool idea to uh, here's something I could actually sell and feel good about to people. And so I normally businesses I do don't take seven years to come to, uh, yeah, but this one just did, but it had to, because it was first, like you said, there's no, there's no, there's no model to follow. And so it had to be right. Yeah. So that's why it took so long.
0: Hmm. And that process, I think it shows that you were really you know, intentional on, on making sure you did have a product that was going to be beneficial for your customers. It wasn't just, oh, I can make money by selling this to customers. You really put the time and effort into it
1: yeah because i knew as soon as we came out with this we'd be scrutinized um advertising people would look at it sales people would look at it people who are are marketing people and online guru marketers and you know they're they're everywhere (laughs) everyone's a marketer now because the internet has enabled everybody to be a marketer right and i figured this is this has got to be amazing even to them right because they know a few things Mm -hmm. they're not stupid people um, and we're not trying to bamboozle anyone, we're trying to basically say this is what they never taught you, and you probably never bothered to write down, because it would be years of work for anybody to yeah. do this. So now that it's all done, and there's over 2,000 pages of Admanity curriculum written, which is more, that's two war and peace books, <laughs> by the way. Uh, and now that it's done, I'm glad I did it. Would I do it again? I probably wouldn't. It's just too much work. Uh-huh. It's too much work. I pity anyone who tries to copy us because I, <laughs> I know what's ahead of them. It's horrible. Um, but now that it's done for us, I'm so glad we we, we stayed the course. It's so important because it's not taught anywhere. And, um, you know, you can, the average small business buys an ad. It's $5,000 usually. Uh, so much a month or so much a week uh-huh. and then, you know, cause magazines and, and publications and websites don't want to sell $50 ads. You know, they want to sell a, a campaign, right? So by the time you commit to this campaign, which is what you should do, cause it takes time for anything to work. You've spent this money and if you don't know what's going in that ad, other than words and your logo, um, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, you really are.
0: Well, I love the origin story. You have a business, you see a problem with, with your magazine that your customers aren't aren't getting the return they want to see, and then you came up with a solution, a seven year solution to the problem. So, um, let's kind of dive into AdManity. How you initially, you know, came up with the business? Maybe where, where the name came from. I'm kind of curious to hear that. Oh uh,
1: yeah, um, AdManity. The name comes from two words: advertising plus humanity. AdManity. Okay. So it's it's advertising as it affects. A human, another person, something we don't think about when we're writing our own stuff and, and banging out the email or the social media post. Yeah, we don't always think of how is it going to be received emotionally by this other person who might see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a, it's just a heavy thought. And uh, but that's the only thing that matters because anything else they're just gonna they're just gonna ignore it, and move on. You're gonna become part of the thing they don't remember. To make an ad memorable has to be emotional. And that's humanity. That's human. Hmm. Okay. We're all human 1.0. We're sitting here today. We are 1.0. So we have the same exact emotional makeup of Caesar, Mozart, Aristotle, right? Shakespeare, right? You have the exact same emotional toolkit that they had. And then we still love their brands to this day because they figured it out in their time and they built a brand, really. But the average person in school probably doesn't get more than 10 minutes of mention on the emotionality of marketing and yeah. why that is really the only thing. If I, could, if I could just erase the etch-a-sketch of humanity and say, uh, I'm going to come back and teach everybody one thing <laughs> for marketing's sake. It would be how to make your message emotional enough so that somebody remembers it. And by emotional, I don't mean hysterical or... Weird, right? But just you know, kind of, kind of hits you, yeah. Just like, oh, that's yeah. I feel that, yeah. And if you can create that kind of message, you make money, and that's what business is all about. And and too many people are making messages that makes them feel good about their brand. That's like, oh, that sounds good. That's like that's everything good I ever did here at Schmo Incorporated, right? (laughs) But nobody wants to buy Schmo Incorporated products because all Schmo does is talk about Schmo, <laughs> and it's just it's it's boring. It's absolutely boring. But the amazing thing is when you do land the emotions at work, they're so simple you'd almost look at it and say that can't it can't be that simple. Yeah, it really can't be that 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 basic. And the answer is, it always is. It's that's not the exception. That is the rule. Compl- Complicated is to ruin it. Um, All persuasion is emotional, and all resistance is rational. So you have your rational mind and your emotional mind. The emotional mind has the credit card. It buys every single time. It has bought everything in your life, and it will buy everything for the rest of your life. Your rational mind, which we're using now to communicate and be all intelligent, right? Your rational mind hasn't bought anything ever, and it never will. Hmm. It doesn't possess decision-making capability it can only organize thoughts. Then the emotional mind comes in and says, I'll take it. Does it come in red? <laughs> right? And uh, you ever buy something, it was too much money, ever ever commit yourself to uh, a, a car with too much, too much of a payment? It was your emotions that bought the car. Your rational mind would have told you Back off! Yeah, it's crazy. What are you, you're about to ruin us here, uh, but your emotional mind says, "Ah, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out." And and you know, so and
2: look good doing it.
1: Yeah, and you're going to look great in this red Ferrari, yeah. right? And so that's how it works. And you get this yin yang going on in your yeah, head yeah. at all times. Yeah, it's real cool. Once you understand how to to persuade and to trigger the emotional side of the brain, uh, you can sell anything at all.
2: Question on that. Is there an ethical line that an advertiser uh, has drawn uh, in terms of persuasion versus manipulation?
1: Yes, that's a great question. Uh, and, and it's a question that comes up every once in a while, especially when the truth gets stretched or the claims are silly, you know, like taste the rainbow, Skittles. We, we know that's ridiculous, right? You can't taste the rainbow and Red Bull doesn't give you wings. But it is, it is a... a it's a, it's a figure of speech to metaphorically in your head get you to believe that if you could taste the rainbow, I'll bet that rainbow would taste pretty darn good. Right? So just for that one second, your subconscious believes that you could taste the rainbow, even though it's ridiculous to your conscious brain. So the question is, is it ethical to make people think maybe beyond the product's um, you know earthly limitations? Right. Uh, and almost every product will... Say they're great, or you know, uh, tastes great, tastes better, whatever. There's almost no proof offered. Um, opinion is is okay in advertising, but you can't lie. You know, if if, if your hamburger is the worst hamburger in town, uh, it, it, you will be hung by your own rope if you tell everybody it's the best. Yeah, everyone comes there twice: your first time and your last time, right? And and so that's you can't get away with it for long, and you shouldn't do it. And, you, and in the internet, you see too many people. There's people out there that can, you know, they can talk a better game than they can deliver. It's a moral and an ethical purgatory that each entrepreneur has to say, okay, can I sleep at night knowing that I just told everybody this, even though I know I'm not quite there yet? Uh, or can I deliver on this promise? You know, I know I made a big promise today, but I'll kill myself to deliver on it. Yeah. That, you know, you're there for the right reasons if that's your attitude. Uh, if you're just there because you're a great uh, salesperson and uh, no one's going to ask the, wrong, the right question today, so you get to win. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you, should, you should pay the price for that. You can't rip people off for long. Mm. You shouldn't do it. Yeah. And advertising has been accused of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, I'm not saying do that. But I'm saying if you don't make people emotional enough to go to another place in their mind, um, you'll never sell much of anything either. You can't just say, uh, we're the number one tested brand and we are great. So does, so Do every brand says that. <laughs> right. right. We're all number one at something, right? Um, so you have to make people feel that you're great. And that involves emotions. And the good thing about that is that you don't need to go over the edge like that. What you're saying, Eric, is it's, you know, what, you know it'd be easy for some crook to do. When you understand emotional marketing, you don't have to go over the over the line. You don't have to lie to people. You just give them that emotion, guess what they buy. It's almost like a trigger reaction, and it happens that fast, and it is nothing to do with overselling, overstating, lying. Mm-hmm. So when you understand good advertising, it's funny, the, the good guys just don't do it. They don't need to.
2: Can we dig into one as an example? Because earlier you mentioned hamburgers, right? Mm-hmm. So the number one restaurant in the world, happens to serve pretty crappy food, right? McDonald's, right? And in terms of what we talked about earlier, like, you know, maybe if they fix their product, uh, you know, they'd have to advertise this. But what are the emotions that McDonald's plays on in order to be so successful, given that their product isn't necessarily the best, right?
1: That's a great question. And, you know, I'm going to answer this because this really illustrates where the triggers are for McDonald's. And often when people get their AdManity report, their brand attraction report, they, they, they see emotions that they didn't even think were involved. They're like, well, oh, I can't believe that's one of my triggers. Mm-hmm. I never even thought of that. Right? This one I kind of understand. That one I sort of knew. But this one, wow, left field. And it's psychology. So McDonald's case, uh, they're the number one producer of hamburgers ever and forever. right? So, but everyone will agree that it's not the best hamburger in town. There's better hamburgers to yep. be had right? But McDonald's isn't selling high-quality cuisine. They never, ever have. Their best uh, ad campaign that came out, uh, I think, around 1960 was, um, You Deserve a Break Today. What McDonald's sells is service and fast service and convenience. They say, we have a a pretty good hamburger, but guess what? It's in your hands in 15 seconds, and you deserve a break today, don't you? You don't want to cook. You don't want to go home. You don't want to wait 30 minutes for somebody to cook the a better burger, our burgers are right now ready to go. And the drive-through and everything they do is designed around speed and efficiency. Because people go to McDonald's because they want to be done with McDonald's in 2.5 minutes. And they know that. They know their brand. So they don't try to sell you, oh, taste the, the flavor of the McDonald's. You know, No, it's, it's, it's about, uh, you deserve a break today, and that was their most successful campaign ever, by the way. Uh, but it's about speed and efficiency and convenience and an easier life and, and you know, and kids like it because it's, you know, got clowns and playlands and stuff. But even that is being pulled back now because they, it was a hard thing to, the, a lot of profit went into maintaining kiddie land, you know. Uh-huh. So th- that's a great example of a brand where you think it's all about the food. It should be, a, we have a category called temptation brands. And temptation brands are usually really about food and drink and things you want, you know, like uh, alcohol or cigarettes or uh, snacks, candy and steak dinners and things like that. Yeah. But McDonald's doesn't fall into a temptation brand. They show you pictures of the food. But what they're really saying is, come on in, it's fast and cheap. Come on, go, go for it, you know. And that's their selling point. And that's why they're number one. And uh, the other brands um, could, could learn a lesson uh, from how they've done it because they've never changed the formula mm-hmm. in all this time. And what, that's what you see when you see big brands like that. The billion-dollar um, guys, when they hit formula, they never change it. They, they don't need to. Like Geico, you're going to see uh, pigs and lizards for the next 20 years because <laughs> it works. They know you hate car insurance. <laughs> Nobody wants to buy car insurance. They know that. So they, they entertain us with funny commercials yeah. so you like the brand. Because all brands that sell insurance are so similar that the consumer has a hard time figuring out who's really got a good deal. Right. So they just go with the one they like. And that's what's made them number two. Now they were formerly zeros in the market. Nobody knew GEICO, stands for Government Employee Insurance Company. Nobody knew, right? And they were teetering on financial problems, big ones. They changed everything. Now they're number two in the entire United States, wow. and State Farm is nervous because that's the only th- only company able to beat them right now. And I would not bet against Geico to overtake and become number one. But all the big brands have done this. Um, you know, I could give. I give. I love to give the examples, but you know, there's just when you see a brand that goes from zero or losing, take Federal Express. You know, we all know it as this big, huge monster brand, right? Very cool, very rich, very successful. Oh, there's Fed, FedEx, you know. But at one point, they were, their planes were hawked. They couldn't make payroll. You know, at one point, they were in danger of just being wiped out by their own business plan until they ran a series of ads that clicked with the public, and all of a sudden, FedEx went up 58%. And until they hit that formula, they didn't know the formula. And, they, and then these big brands have spent millions to identify the formula. Sometimes they lucked on it. And, you know, an agency came in and just knew what to do. Maybe the agency's brilliant and the ad worked, but they don't all work. So we only study the ones that, that just go wham up in the air. That, that's that's what I want to know. Yeah, because that works not only in Phoenix, but it worked in every city across America, maybe across the globe. So no matter what kind of people saw the ad, they bought. Yeah. That's what you want to know, because that's beyond clever. That is um, primal. Yeah. They're triggering a primal something in your head. Everybody has that. And when you see that, that's why we focus only on the 15 primal emotions. Mm-hmm.
2: So what I'm hearing you say, these principles of Ed manity and these uh, 15 primal emotions, they are relevant for your McDonald's, your FedEx, your Geico, as well as the mom-and-pop shop down the street that just started their business In creating effective ads to really generate those emotional responses that trigger a buy. Yes. Uh,
1: We say that a small company, a little, let's take a mom and pop on Main Street, USA. Uh, Let's say they operate a retail store. Well, they should market using the same emotions as Walmart or some other big retailer that's similar to them. Even though they don't have the budget to even come, you know, since it's a teeny weeny amount of money they'll spend. But if all you have is a teeny weeny amount of money, then at least make the formula right. At least do the same, trigger the same emotions. Yeah. It's easy to do. You know, we give you the words, the phrases, the metaphors, the colors. We give you the formulas in your report. So all you have to do is, is just read. Um, and then you just create an ad. And it's so simple once you know what goes in it. But if you don't know what goes in it, it's like like the first time someone led you to a kitchen and said, okay, um, you know, make make Thanksgiving dinner. And you'd be thinking, I don't know how to make Thanksgiving dinner. No one ever showed me how to do that. Well, that's how small businesses feel when I tell them, hey, get your ad in by Thursday. Ah, you know, they don't know what to do. And so we show you what to do. And every business should advertise using the same successful formulas that work over, and I mean over and over again. I'm no fun to watch commercials with at night because I I sit there and identify the formula (laughs) as it's playing uh, because I can just see it over and over because a lot of these commercials use the same tactics. Uh And until you realize what they're doing, you might say, that's the dumbest commercial (laughs) <laughs> I have ever seen. Right, you you sit there and you go, that is the stupidest thing on the planet Earth. Did you see what happened? The guy walks in, then this thing happens, and then he explodes, and uh, you know, and it just it makes no sense. That's the dumbest thing. And yet here you are telling Talk, me, about me about it. about it, right? Yes.
2: Yeah. So watching the Super Bowl is probably an interesting experience with all those uh, creative ads that are going on in, in between. Uh, yeah, quarters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We try. I,
1: I try not to hate hate on the ads I don't like. You know, because. I realized they spent a million dollars just in production. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Forget the cost of running it. Uh-huh. It's just the cost of getting it done uh, is insane amount of money. And most of the time when big agencies like that are creating an ad and it looks silly to us, it was designed that way. Yeah. It was designed to be silly. Your subconscious is roughly equivalent to a five-year-old mentality. Hmm. So it, it's like a child, your inner child. You think of it, that's, that's like your subconscious. So it likes things simple and story time. And it likes uh, cartoons. That's why it likes Tony the Tiger and the Jolly Green Giant and uh, Charlie the Tuna and the Keebler Elves and every other Pillsbury Doughboy, (laughs) things like that. There's a reason why they do it. It's not because they want to spend a million dollars making the Pillsbury Doughboy jump up and down. It's because your subconscious mind prefers something simple and understandable. And the message that goes along with it is often so simple you miss it. Um, so that's what works. It's not diatribes all about your product. We do this and this and this and this. And on Tuesdays we have the special, and here's a coupon, and our double secret reverse coupon on Fridays. And you know, ah, the consumer just says, "I'll read it later." Yeah. And they never do, as opposed to just saying, "We'll make you happy." Happier than you've ever been, as crazy as that is, um, that would be a better campaign than the one that is listing everything out and just, you know, trying to tell you a, a tell all about the brand. Right. The, it hasn't worked yet. <laughs> but nobody knows, right? They don't get educated. They think more is better and tell them everything because we really don't know what's going to work. So put everything in the ads and, and what we've really done is just poison the ad. Yeah. We've wrecked it. So I would often redo ads that had 400 words and a quarter page, and I would come back with 10 words and a picture.
2: Hmm.
1: And here's a picture. Here's your website done. Get out. Get out of town. Make make a simple statement that has emotional impact, and get out of town before the posse forms. That's all you need to do. Just do it over and over and over and over and over again. The big brands never. They're always hammering. Yeah. They never let you forget them, and. That's what works. And the small business should just study that. And if you don't want to study that, just get your admanity report because Admanity has studied that. And we'll just years. show you what they do. <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, let's let's dive into that to a small business that wants to learn more about their brand and what they can do to, to advertise um what can Admanity offer for them?
1: Sure. Um well first thing is it's uh, $397 right now. The price is probably gonna go up, so if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, don't be surprised uh, if the price is more than that because every agency in town is telling us that they would charge five to ten thousand dollars to do something like this um, because it's a lot of work. But because we have an algorithm and we have computers, we can do it much faster and cheaper. So we do it for three ninety seven. What it is is a five-minute test. You'll answer true false questions about your brand. Yeah. Um, simple, simple stuff. Anybody can take this test. There's no financials or or any hard questions, okay? We don't even know what your brand is. If you remember when you took your test, we don't even we don't know that you, uh, you had that kind of business. Yeah. We, we don't know if you're a bank or a plumber or a or rocket scientist, we don't know. But we know based on the questions, the algorithm figures out who you are emotionally to the world. So what will sell you to the world is this emotional formula or this set of emotional formulas that always works for this kind of um, brand, okay. This type of psychology, and um, you just have to learn how to maybe apply it to your brand. You know, here's our picture of our product, yeah. but it's delivered to this formula, okay? Um, so, AdManity will give you not only uh, it'll tell you what kind of brand you are, which will be an eye opener because most people wouldn't guess their brand. I, I can't even do it, and I designed the test, and I can tell you that it, it I can't I can't guess what you're going to come out. I got a good idea. But there's so many variables in business. And the test analyzes 1,600 variables while, it's, wow. while you were doing that. Yeah. Okay? So after it tells you what you are, then it's going to send you to your uh, portal, your digital portal, where all your materials will be waiting for you. We've figured out your strategies, your tactics, and your formulas for your brand. We know what uh, advertising formulas will work best. And if you have direct salespeople that are calling on the phone, those same formulas work for salespeople to use. Because there's are persuasion formulas. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll show you the words, the phrases, the words that make people say, "Ooh, I want one of those. There are words that trigger your emotions, uh, phrases and metaphors. We'll show you all of those. We'll show you the colors you should be using because color is very important to a brand. You may be using the wrong color. Uh, so we'll show you which ones tend to uh, influence people. We'll show you upselling formulas. So you got a customer that's buying X amount from you, and you you know that customer can buy more, but they're not going to want to hear the same tactics that sold them that original product. They they want to hear something new and, and cool. So we call those your upselling tactics. We show you those. It's always different, uh, and you're going to lose a customer. What happens when you lose somebody and you want them back? I mean, there's tactics for win back formulas hmm. in your. In your materials, so again, it's not the same tactic that got them because now they're rejecting your brand. Yeah. They're saying, "I don't like you anymore." Yeah. Um, so whatever you did to them, there's ways to get them back. How to do copywriting? Everything is designed so that even if you don't advertise, like let's say you don't run a single ad because maybe COVID just gave you the world's biggest black eye, right? And you don't have any money for advertising right now. Okay, you can use these materials for your emails, for your social media for your letters and promotional writings, your proposals, okay? Uh, you can use it for your website, your funnels, your landing pages, all that stuff has to be using the same formulas. So there's a ton of stuff you can use it for that doesn't cost you, you don't have to buy any ads. You just upgrade your whole, you know, your whole uh, inner systems and and do better. So uh, you don't have to be spending money on ads. So if you're listening today, don't think you have to go out and run out and You know, go spend a fortune on Facebook to use this stuff. You don't. You just uh, have to understand why people buy your stuff. Psychologically, it's different than what you think. Mm -hmm. And once you understand it, it's like, oh, you're kidding me. Why didn't I know that? I kind of knew that, but I wasn't doing that. And people freak out because it's so, it makes so much sense once you see it the right way. You'll never go back to the way you were doing it before. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. You just won't.
0: find yourself spending more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then you need to get in touch with Flamingo Pools. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools is there to take care of you. Here's a few things that makes Flamingo Pools stand out from the crowd. When you first sign up for service, they'll give you a free complimentary inspection of the pool to make sure everything is running smoothly. They'll also email you a service report with a picture attached after every visit so you know when your pool has been cleaned. They also offer a mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and get your first month of weekly maintenance free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. So you mentioned that this, this five-minute test you take, and when I took it, it doesn't doesn't ask you what sort of industry you're in. So what it sounds like is the product or the service that you offer has little to nothing to do with, with the type of advertising that you should be doing. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, you that's know, an interesting way of saying it. Um, some people would say, what do you mean my product or service doesn't matter? You know, right. uh, I make the finest hamburger in all of the, <laughs> you know, in the West side. Okay, so maybe you do. Uh, but no one believes you if you say that. There's other tactics to, to get that message across. Mm. So, um, yeah, the product is secondary to the formula in all, almost all cases, um, even Apple, they came out with these amazing products, right? And you remember that era where it was just every like six months, there was another <laughs> mind blower thing yep. coming out of the factory? And, and so that's an innovation brand. But what, how they sold you on it wasn't to come out and say, well, this is the latest, greatest piece of technology with XO chips and jargony thing. They said, you can make pictures with this, and you can watch movies, and you can listen to your favorite songs, you can play video games, you can do all the things you want to do. Finally, a computer that's fun, right? And they made everybody want the the products because they were more entertaining and they did all the other stuff too, but nobody, but you know, they didn't want to attract computer geeks. They wanted to attract all the people that weren't buying computers Hmm. because they didn't want to be a geek, right? And so they, they went that way. And of course the rest is history. Um, It's almost always a psychological angle that you wouldn't normally pick for yourself. That works. That's why I tell people, don't worry if you don't understand everything that's in your report. All you have to do is just follow the directions. Uh We have a formula in there. It's called one plus two equals three. That's it. That's our simple. That's our brain dead formula. If you can do one plus two equals three, you can do everything that's in the report and you don't have to become a psychologist or an MBA. Mm -hmm. It's not written like that. It's written for the common person to just be able to say, oh, that's all it is. Well, I'll just do that. Yeah. That's simple. Okay, great. Get a picture. Get here's the words. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. You know. I have a good ad now. that people will actually look at, and uh, it, you know. So we we try to make it as simple as we can. Uh, even though we could probably talk for years on psychology, nobody wants to hear that speech, right? And it's interesting to some, but. Most people just want to, most of the small business, they say, just give me the answers. Yeah. Just give it to, I I know how to make it go. I spend money all the time. I could buy ads. I can, I can make this ad look good. Just show me what to put in the darn thing. If somebody would just show me once, I could do it a hundred times. Yeah. But no one ever shows them. And it's so, uh, it's such a bummer. Until now.
2: Yeah. So for our listeners, they're listening, they're totally interested. They go to your website, to adminity.com
1: at com,
2: .com. they do the five minute thing they get their report back Mm -hmm. and now they you know they they purchase this uh this package and do you then consult with a a graphic designer to help them or do you just give them the tools and the and the small business owner works with a separate graphic designer do you provide the the ads and the graphic design like what's the next step after they get this report back
1: it's a good question um Right now, first of all, the report is designed to be, let's say you bought Ad Manity, you're in some remote part of the country, you don't have any real help or mentors, and uh, you know, we're not going to be um, doing this work for you. Yeah. We're not your agency. Uh, we will show you what an agency would recommend, and you could probably figure all this out on your own, you know, and you save yourself a pile of money. Uh, because we didn't want to get into the high-end consulting business. We wanted to get into the mass distribution of the wisdom of this so that everybody could get on a level playing field. Because yeah. it, it starts to get back into the only the rich can afford the agency advice. And therefore, only the guys that have the money win. This is for the, all the little guys. Um, and so you know, it, it is something that we wanted to make sure we could keep affordable for the whole business world. You know, it's about a dollar a day, uh, it's 397 bucks. It's not going to break anybody, um, and so we've kept it in that channel for now. Even though it's worth far more, uh, what's it worth not to have an ad fail anymore? I mean, what's it worth um, to to not waste money online? Mm-hmm. You know, what's it worth to have salespeople that, for once, have the exact strategies they need to close the deal? Yeah, right. It could be priceless. Um, and yeah. Do you
2: offer cons- consultation to small businesses that uh, want to go just to the next step beyond the, the package?
1: Yeah, actually, one of the things we'll talk about when we close today is if they want to get at Manatee um, through uh, local hustlers, uh, there is a little bit of consultation that comes along with it. Okay. And so they can read the materials, make a list of questions. We'll go over your test. We'll go over your report because we'll, we have all that information. And we'll, we'll share with you what we think a good starting point would be. Most people don't need uh, too much hand-holding. When you read it, it's like, oh, I get it. That's, pretty straightforward. It's so simple. How could I not know that? But I, I, now I want to do that. Yeah. Um, and But they'll have questions and we'll we'll help them. Yeah. We're not a company that will not answer our phones or, or you know, just email us we, we give you the emails to get directly through uh-huh. all emails answered within you know usually 24 to 48 hours cool so we're, we're helpful we want to help them that's the whole reason we created the company mm-hmm.
0: yeah. do you suggest that people once they have this information that they you know start experimenting on their own with ads or do you recommend that they you know take it and, and give the the information that you gave them to an advertising agency and say hey you know here's what i have make some ads for me now
1: great question Here's what I recommend. if let's say you're a small business and you've got a, maybe you've got a graphic designer, maybe you've got a salesperson, customer service person, a couple of uh, other people, every single person in the company should be given access to your what we call your personal portal. You can share it. We do not charge by the user. so literally everybody in your company could be inside your portal at the same time uh, learning and reading at their own pace. And you want everybody to understand your brand because the customer service needs to be able to talk about it. Salespeople got to be able to close it, right? The advertising people have to build the, the ads. The PR people have to write the magic words. Right, so everybody needs to know this, and even the, the run, rank and file employee might feel a little more proud about who they work for if they really understood what it is emotionally that you do for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do more than just sell widgets here. We create happiness, right? We do this. We we create a um, something much bigger and better. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I think it's uh, it's real important that we say that um, it, because uh, it's not. We're not here just to, to, to fulfill a transactional value, but it's really easy to use, and anybody can get it. Yeah, you guys won't. When you read your materials, you'll have no trouble with it. Yeah. I promise. Uh, and I know you haven't had time to delve into everything yet. Right. Because right. we give you a ton. And there's videos in there. There's podcasts. There's uh, documents. There's case studies on companies like Geico and other companies. You know, mm-hmm. We show you how they did it. This is how they did it. They went from nothing to... To a billion in a year. How do you do that? You know, that's just fantasy time, right? For most businesses. And yet they did it, and this company did it in an era with no internet, no social media, no influencers, and no TV. Uh, You know, you kind of want to study that stuff. Right, right. Because it just works. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're pulling back the curtain of us.
1: Yeah, we, we, we... i always say it's not a conspiracy you know they they oh, they weren't keeping you from it you know there's no evil agency guys out there and the agency people are trying to help you they just have to charge a lot right um but you're right it is it is sort of out of reach for most people these systems and formulas uh and then some don't believe that they could be as simple as they are they think oh i'm small I'm, i gotta do something different than the big brands i gotta fight differently no, you, the world's biggest fear of a giant brand is that all the little guys wake up one morning and figure it out, and they all start copying it. Hey, they're now they're all using our formula. Oh no, now they're on equal ground because every nibble at the giant of the giant's uh, you know you know ankles one day the giant falls right, and um, you know there's no more ho ho ho. <laughs> it's just it's 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 that's how you do it. Yeah, um, you do it exactly the way you fight fire with fire, just a smaller fire. Just big enough for you and your budget. Yeah, And it works every time.
0: Well, it's so interesting because it it seems so obvious that you know if you want to be successful in advertising that you would look at what the most successful companies do. But I feel like often as business owners, we do the opposite. And we're like, oh, we're not on that level, so we're not going to try to to do what they're doing. We're going to figure something else out. But obviously what they did works. And so if it works for them, why not try it out and see if it can work for you? So I think it's cool that that it's all kind of based off what these super successful people have done. And it's pretty proven.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you look at it and you say, that can't be it. That can't be it. Uh-huh. That's just dumb. You know, that's, I, don't, I don't believe that's why they're growing. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with their product whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, it has everything to do with how people feel about the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the product is just there to add a transactional value. You know, when I need that, I'll get it from you. Because you know why I like, kind of like you guys. And that's it. That's the advantage they need in the yeah. marketplace to beat everybody. They don't need it to be better. They, you know, we talked about McDonald's. They don't need their hamburger to be the best. They would never invest the money it would take to make it the best. Yeah. Pizza Hut and Papa John's will never have the best pizza in the whole world. There's a local pizzeria that can do it better. They know that, but nobody does it faster. Nobody does it you know, uh, quicker and, and, and you know maybe uh, it's close to your home or delivers it to your door, for example. You, you can't get that from the local uh, Italian restaurant. Right. So again, service and convenience out was better than quality and taste even. Mm-hmm. It was good enough. It was good enough. They knew how good it had to be and they did it and they never stopped repeating the formula. Now there's a billion, uh, pizza outlets all serving ostensibly a similar product, but, um, if you really want the good pizza, you'll spend 20 bucks and you'll you, you go to a better place. you go to, say, a Grimaldi's or someplace that really has some artful food. Yeah. Uh, but if you just want some fast eats, uh, you know, you're going to dial the phone and boom, there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So a question on that. Let's say you're, you're wanting to open a pizza shop. Um, are there different routes that you take if you want to grow and expand and become the next Pizza Hut versus I just want to be the next local pizzeria and serve, you know, the, the best quality pizza? Um, That's a great question. Um, If you
1: have big, big dreams. I mean, I think, uh, you know, uh, the people that are now running the big pizza companies, most of them didn't start out even thinking it could go that that far. Uh Um, You know, John Slater from Papa John's said that he never in a million years thought it would get that big. Um, But he found a good formula and he just kept repeating it. So if I was a small pizzeria or a small service brand or a small retailer, and I didn't have designs on getting to 29,000 locations yeah. nationwide. Okay. It isn't, it's funny. If you look at the, let's take a, a retailer that has 2,000 locations, right? Let's take a, a retailer that does that. And then they, you say, I don't want to be like them, right? I'm not going to have 2,000 locations. I don't want to copy that ad campaign. It rarely, ever, ever is the campaign about how many locations we have. It's about how we serve you, how we take care of you, how we give you this and that and the other thing. And we go the extra mile and you can return it 10 years from now or whatever the deal is. Um, It's rarely where they they flex their muscles and say, hey, we're the biggest. Pipe down and buy, right? (laughs) An authority brand or a brand that is an expert and does have control rarely will make itself uh, more popular by exerting its authority. So the tactics we give authority brands are completely different. Uh, so yeah it's really crazy. So I had a little pizza parlor and I just wanted to make a great life for my family. I would study the tactics because that makes people buy pizza. I need to sell every single pizza I can sell. Every mi- I need to max out that oven and chances are if I do that I got a nice business and I could choose to end it there and just max out that oven maybe get another oven. Maybe never grow but I'm making good money at a minimal cost because the formula works for even a little guy. And The same formula works for a big guy, and if you start delivering, you better you better look at what claims the best delivery companies are saying. What makes people pick them? Because they're not picking you; they're going to pick Domino's over you, because Domino's says something that you're not saying, right? Because we know it's not the pizza. It's like ah, the pizza's pretty. Yeah, it's okay. My pizza's so awesome. Why aren't they calling me? It, it, because the product is secondary to formula. Hmm. I hate to say it. But if you use the right formula, you'll sell all the product in the world and you'll think your product is great again. So, you know, which delusion would you rather juggle? I'd rather have the money and the success and delude myself into believing it's because my pizza is the best-tasting pizza. Hopefully he's got a partner that says stick to the formula because that's how we got here. Yeah. Right? That's how all the big brands got there. No. Even the big brands that launched with millions of dollars. You know how many big brands flop on launch? You know, Procter & Gamble doesn't always come out a winner. And we learned from those. Not every big commercial is a home-run commercial. So there's a lot of duds. We don't study those. <laughs> we don't care about those. Those did not work. So even millions of dollars later, uh, and then all of a sudden one does, and you say, okay, they finally got, they got a winner. Let's, let's d- dig in this thing. Yeah. What makes this thing so mu- worth so much yeah. money? Right? It's something simple, let's figure it out. It's one of those 15 emotions, it's combined with another one of those 15 emotions, and a slogan and a call to action, more than likely. And that's advertising. It's the, the genius ads are simple. Mm-hmm. The complex ads are horrible. They lose people money.
0: Yeah.
1: So, cool. uh, it's, keep it simple, folks, if you're listening. Uh, one emotion, I, I have a favorite phrase I say. I say, why give me a thousand reasons why I should try it when one emotion makes me buy it? And that's so true. Uh, this long laundry list of why you're great is uh, interesting only to you. The customers got a, we call it the WAM principle. Uh, what about me? W A M. What about me? When you read an ad, subconsciously, that's all you're saying to yourself. Is this for me? Is this cheap enough for me? Is this going to help me? Is this going to make me better? Is this going to make me younger, thinner, richer, taller, better, smarter? Is this going to save me time or money? Mm, no. Goodbye. Right? That fast. Yeah, That fast. And so people say, what about me? Even if they're not saying it out loud, that's what they're thinking. So design your ad for the consumer, not to show off to yeah. your friends. Yeah. Right.
0: So you mentioned emotions and that there's 15 different emotions that your brand could be under. I know we don't have time to go over them all, obviously, but do you mind uh, quickly sharing maybe one or two and and big recognizable brands that use one of those emotions?
1: Yeah, uh, we can start. Let's start with something everybody relates to, temptation brands. OK, we have affinity brands and authority brands and attraction brands and community brands of family uh, belonging to something. Uh, there's so some, there's 15 of these, but one is called temptation. So uh, food, drink, uh, tempting things um, could be snacks, could be candies, could be an exotic beach in the tropics where you're sitting like the Corona ad. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a great Steve temptation. beach. Yeah. And You see that white sand and that la- that lazy chair there. You know what's coming, yeah. right? You know that's what, and they now associated their brand to this exotic lifestyle, um, which is positive in your mind. Your mind says, "Get a truckload of that. That looks like fun, even though it's just beer." Um, you know, so uh, temptation brand uh, is it would be something is something you want. It is something you don't need. Interesting thing is nobody needs a beer. Nobody needs a steak dinner, nobody needs a, a bourbon and coke, right? I want one. I want one. So the temptation brand focuses on how to make people want above what they need. If I was just to go by my needs, I wouldn't buy any of this stuff. It's just expensive and it's probably going to form a bad habit. I'll eat too much, I'll drink too much, something like that. But I want it. Magically, I still want a piece of the good life. I work hard, I deserve to have something and this this is what plays into the temptation brand selling points is you know, how deserving it you are and, and how much of a, a reward it is and um, how much fun it is to, to celebrate and to have, have the good life. Yeah. Uh, Marlboro used this uh, philosophy when they uh, changed their game, completely changed their brand. Uh, people don't realize it, but Marlboro was once the worst-selling cigarette in America and uh, for 30 years straight. And uh, they changed their ad, the Marlboro Man came along, and it was a temptation formula. You can see it in the book if you have the temptation brand. And we show you exactly how they did it. Now they're the number one brand in the world. Absolute vodka the same way. They became the number one vodka in the world. And this is a vodka the distributor said we'll never sell. We will never stock it. We don't. We're not interested in this brand at all. Take it away. We don't want it. Became the number one brand in the world. Um, give you another example. An approval brand. An approval brand trades on its popularity. So Geico is an approval brand. It's good insurance, I'm sure the insurance is fine. Nobody really cares, because they have a lizard. And the lizard says it's good. And you know, we like the lizard, we like the lizard. I approve, I approve of the lizard, seems like everyone else does too, so it must be good. Right, Um, Volkswagen, when they came out, uh, back in the 60s, uh, think about this, it's an ugly German car with 25 horsepower that was made by Nazis, okay, if you think about it. That's what it was. And this is a post-World War II America, and basically everybody said this car is is just, you know, forget it, okay? It's just not going to work, especially in America, right? And we like big gas-guzzling, chrome-plated monster cars. That's what we want, right? That's what the public is craving. And Volkswagen said, we think you'll approve of how we market this car. And they made fun of themselves. They said it's a lemon. They said it doesn't go fast they said you could push it if it runs out of gas they they you know they had all these they made fun of themselves and humor there's a formula for it where we end up approving of the brand they became the number one selling car in the history of all cars Volkswagen is now the largest car brand in the world they own everything not bad for a little 25 horsepower start and a brand that people said would not work those are the kinds of formulas you want to study yeah. because it didn't make a whole lot of sense that that Kind of puny little car would end up becoming the largest auto manufacturer in the world but it did and they just kept piling on the same thing over and over it was a genius ad campaign at the time hmm. um and i can there's some campaigns you think maybe they got lucky i think they thought this through yeah they really understood what you know how to market something like that wow. they did a great job and so you see there's all kinds of brands and the you know service brands do you mow lawns do you do someone's taxes do you do someone's hair? Okay, service brands are all very similar in their formula. They are completely different in how they, you know, the, the, what they offer. Right, right. right. You know, a million different service brands. But how somebody comes to the decision to say, "I'll take that one," is a formula. It's not. It's you know, there's a lot of places to get haircut. Yeah. Right. But people have their own favorite place, or they a hair cutting salon has it is doing great, and the one across the street is dying. There's you got to look at what they're doing over here. There's a formula working. They may not even know it's a formula, right? They don't even know why it's working. They just don't change it, Mm -hmm. right? And you can look at other service brands and see how to market your service brand. So, for example, if a plumber was going absolutely crazy nuts, making zillions of dollars, but you have a pool cleaning service, right? There's really not much relation there, but they're both services. They're both tasks I don't want to do. They're both things that if it breaks, it's going to be unpleasant, but I got to get it fixed. Otherwise, it's a disaster, right? There's a lot of guys in town that say they can do it. I see a lot of similarity. I'm a consumer. I'm a little bit confused. But if one of them has the formula, that's the one that grows. Even though they're completely different types of services, the same formulas apply. Hmm. So you could be a cigar store and you could be a temptation brand, or you could be a candy, uh, you'd be an ice cream store. And still be a temptation brand. The same formulas work. Even though you're selling products that are just diverse as could be. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's only 15. And so we've got the whole world divided into 15 categories. You'll be one of them. You'll take your test. You'll you'll find out which one you are. And then the most important thing is you'll find out how to sell it to the world. What works with this thing? i got this thing. Okay. How do I sell it? I, just, I can just do what I'm doing, which isn't really very good. It's wasting a lot of money. Or I can follow one plus two equals three in this and get 16 different ways to get to the finish lines. In case one you don't like, you can do another one. One's social media, next one's your email, next one's your website, next one's your TV, your radio, your billboard, whatever you do, your flyers. You can mix it up because they all go to the same destination. So we show you the secrets. And like you said, Eric, we're pulling back the curtain. This is the Oz of advertising. Mm -hmm. It's just never been available the the small brands before
0: I love that no I I feel like we could spend all day just talking about different big brands and the different techniques they use Um, obviously want to let you go before the Sun goes down but uh um, (laughs) it's fun (laughs) once a, a company takes the Admanity test and gets their report do you have certain recommendations of, of platforms whether they you say you know go to Facebook and, and advertising or go to Google or, or spend time on on Instagram and social media does it depend on their um, their emotion or their business or, or do you have like some some go-to places that they should go to for their advertising every time? That's a great question. Um, we
1: do not tell you you're, 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 you're looking at your ad Manity report yeah There's nothing in that that says, you'd be better off on Facebook than Instagram. Uh You'd be better off running print ads than billboards. What we tell you is no matter what you do, and I don't care what it is, I don't care if it's door hangers or full budget TV commercials, okay? do the formula only and and even if you did radio TV billboard Facebook Instagram Google ads and LinkedIn ads and uh, door hangers and uh, you know everything else direct mail every single one of those mediums those channels will be using the formulas that are in your report okay it doesn't matter which one you pick or if you pick them all what matters is once you get in front of the people, see what digital can do is it targets so well, right? You can get in front of 55 people yeah. that eat tacos on Thursday and bring their dog, <laughs> right? What do you say to that person once you you know you finally get the thing, the funnel is figured out this is your guy? Uh, what do you say to that person? You have to use the formula at that point because anything else is not interesting to them. And it's just the way we're wired as human beings. So certain things work and certain things don't. I can't fix that. All I can do is show you which ones work. And you just do it. And when that works, you spend a little more money on that medium and you buy more ads and you use the same formula and you buy more and more. And that's how the big companies do it. They just keep buying ads because it works. So know what? The only person that worries about their ad spend is the guy who has an ad that doesn't work. That guy is worried. Yeah. He knows he's in trouble. But he's, you know, but the person that has an ad that churns money, he says, how many more ads can I get today? How
0: much more can I put into it?
1: Yeah. I want all of it. I'm leaving stuff on the table. Yeah. How fast can we move this machine? Uh I figured it out. I got the formula. And so that's what I'm trying to get people to see is you can have a formula. Your brand has one. Your brand actually has 16. Wouldn't it be a good idea to figure those out? Now, here's the best part. You get your report from us and you get 30 days to look it over and if you're not happy, you're not satisfied, you don't think it's a breakthrough of your of your whole business life, get all your money back. So 30-day money back unconditional offer from us. And trust me, we don't give out too many of them, okay? It's just not something that people do. But if you need to, if that helps you buy it, go ahead and do it cuz you got 30 days to read everything and, and learn and understand and you know, it's just uh, I couldn't make it more fair. It, actually, the risk is on us. You could learn everything and then cancel. Yeah. You know? Uh, but you'd miss out on everything else that's coming your way. We got right. so many things coming at you. Well, we just uh, we're, we're bringing in photos next, so you'll get the photos and the images for your brand. That's our next stage. It's coming, so we, you don't have to st- waste time on stock photo sites, just hunting and hunting and hunting. Here, th- use this photo with this emotion. Use this photo with that emotion. You're done. That's it. That's all you need to do. Simple.
0: Super impressive. Yeah you've Brian, you've shared so many golden nuggets with us throughout this whole episode. Um, before we get closing up, just to be a little selfish here, if you could share one more piece of advice uh, to us about you know advertising something that our audience could benefit from, um, what would it be?
1: Well, I mean, I can always quote our slogan which is you can't sell your brand to the world until you understand what attracts the world to your brand, which is it sounds it's a very cool statement and it's very true. but let me give you another one that I can give you a nugget for. Yeah. Um ninety-nine percent of advertising is perception. The other one percent is knowing that. And here's what I mean. If perception is nothing more than the public opinion of you when your logo isn't in the room. So if you if everyone thinks your brand sucks, your brand sucks. Even though you know it's great and you, you know, you work all night and all day and it doesn't suck. If everyone thinks it does, it does. Yeah. That's you know, death by perception. And advertising is shaping that perception. So if you don't have good ads running, then your perception might be just whatever the star rating services say it is, and you you just have no way to fight back. Your advertising is your way to keep the perception contained exactly the way you want it to to say every time, Yeah. right? You gotta be consistent, you gotta fire your cannons, otherwise all you're gonna get is incoming cannon fire, okay? So 99% of advertising is keeping that perception where it makes money, and 1% is knowing that don't give up. Don't think you've ever won. Even the biggest brands never stop spending. So you, you never um, stop spending because you stop making money when you do it right. That's what people don't understand. They, they look at the spend as, oh, I might lose money if I buy that ad. Whereas the big brand says, how many ads can we get? Yeah, <laughs> We're not going to lose. So... Um, perception is is reality in advertising, very much so.
0: Love that, love that. Once again, just another awesome golden nugget. Cool. Um, Before we close up here, we have a real quick game we're going to play with you. Um, You're always asking people questions. We have a a one-minute quiz for you instead of a five-minute quiz that you Uh offer. Uh-oh. I was told there'd be no math. (laughs) (laughs) No math, but um, 60 seconds to answer as many of these questions as you can. Um, we'll just kind of see how you square up against other guests in the show. So these are just questions about you know you, your preferences, your hobbies, things like that. Okay. And do you want to start us off? Yep. In three, two, one. Your dream vacation. Dream vacation. It uh,
1: it is a cruise to an exotic destination where somehow my ticket gets lost and I have to stay there and live on the beach. <laughs> first thing you'd buy if you win a million dollars? Ah, first thing I'd buy with a million dollars. Um. I probably would be boring and buy uh, a real a house. I'd, I'd get something that I knew I would never want to get rid of, though. I'd get the, I'd get the house. <laughs> Your favorite hobby? Hobby? I um, uh, play guitar, electric uh, and uh, acoustic.
0: If there was an Olympic competition for everyday activities, what activity would you have a good chance at winning a medal in? Um,
1: creative solutions to problems that frustrate other people.
2: A song you've been jamming to lately. A song I've been jamming to. Um, I've been
1: binging Green Day for some reason. It's just all the Green Day hits.
0: If you live it to be hundred, would you rather have the mind or the
1: body of your prime self? Of my prime self? Yeah. Um, there's your time, but boy, uh, I guess I'd rather I'd rather have the mind. Um, I wouldn't want to end up like Stephen Hawking, but uh, <laughs> for some reason I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go Looney Tunes. I, you know, I, don't, I want to. Yeah. I want to be aware.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Brian, let our audience know. I'm sure after listening, that everyone's super interested in learning more about Admanity and seeing how it can help their brand. So let everyone know where they can find out more about you, connect with you, and go and take that quiz.
1: Yeah, if you uh, you can go to Admanity.com. Give you two destinations. Go to Admanity.com to learn more. Uh, absolutely, it's a resource that's always there. But if you're really interested in, and and you want to get started uh, through local hustlers. I recommend you go to admanitycom forward slash local hustlers, all one word, because you'll get the same information, but more of it. You'll get a better, a uh, different value. There's coaching involved. If you decide to get your Admanity report through um, for that particular application, uh, there's just some extra bonuses there that are worth It, it doesn't cost you one penny more. So you might as well get it. Yeah. And we're not trying, you know, we just like to help the local market. You're a local business. We're trying to help you guys out and promote uh, promote you guys, and give you some fame for bothering to put the show out every every week. I mean, how many shows you've done. Um, so folks, if you're listening, support the local hustlers here and and do it at, at Manity.com forward slash local hustlers. And I, you'll be glad, very glad that you did. Awesome. awesome.
0: I appreciate that. And yeah, I, I, I can't say enough how... Um, I just took the test the other day. I wish we had time to, to go over my report, um, but just briefly looking over it yesterday um, was super interesting to see a lot of things just based off the questions, even though it has no idea that you know, we, we host a podcast for entrepreneurs, how much it related to the brand. Um, and then just as much as there was things that I knew, there were things that I didn't know about the yes. brand and things that I learned and that I'm uh, super excited to, to implement and learn from. So definitely you'll get your value out of that if you take advantage of that offer
1: it will confirm your suspicions and it'll help you learn things that you didn't know. But it'll also... Con- getting confirmation is just as important as learning something new. Because yeah. if you're hesitating... Uh, because you don't know, then you know, you're know you you're kind of wasting your time. Yeah. So yeah, when you read the report, and for those of you who take the test, once you get the report in your hand, it reads like somebody was spying on you almost. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I've been accused of that, uh, but it isn't. It's just the first time you've ever been examined emotionally as a brand. Yeah. And when you tell people with that, they, they go, that's absolutely it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. there is. Awesome well thanks again Brian wish we had two more hours to sit and just keep talking about advertising but uh, I want to let you go and get to the rest of your evening been an awesome episode definitely learned a lot and yeah anyone anyone with interest in in marketing advertising this is an awesome one to listen to a couple times and learn a few things from
1: Dallin, Eric thanks so much for having me on the show more power to you folks listen to the show every time they come out with a new one I'm sure it's great listen to my show as much as you can (laughs) there's a a nugget in there somewhere for sure okay
0: thanks again Brian thanks Brian we'll catch you all next week Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Just a few things before we go. First off, if you or someone you know is an entrepreneur in the East Valley, we'd love to have you on the show please get in touch with us by emailing us at local podcast at gmail.com or dm us on instagram at local hustlers podcast you can also follow us on instagram facebook and LinkedIn for the latest news also if you enjoyed the show please take a few seconds to rate and review and hit that subscribe button it lets us know how we're doing it helps us grow so we can reach more locals entrepreneurs and help small businesses grow thanks guys